And actually talking about Zimbabwe, one man who's also been covering what's going on in Zimbabwe is Ed Arons, uh, who covered this story from the Guardians. From for, for the Guardian, he joins us all the way from the UK. Now we also wanted to find out from him what's been European football's reaction to um, Russia's invasion of the Ukraine, and now that FIFA has taken a stance. And Ed joins us on the line. Ed, good evening. Thank you for joining us here in South Africa tonight. Good evening. How are you? No, we're fine. Thanks, uh, Ed. What do you, well, firstly, what do you make of now the decision taken by FIFA to suspend uh, the Zimbabwe FA? You've covered this story about what's been happening in Zimbabwe and these allegations of sexual harassment. Yeah, it's a, a real mess, I think, is the first thing to say. Uh, you know, but two, um, two sides really separated uh, with, with their handling of this. And uh, the Zimbabwe Football Association have been, have been quite strong on, uh, you know, um, the lack of action over the allegations that uh, female referees being sexually harassed. And, yeah, this is, as I said, it's a story I covered. And I've done, uh, you mentioned the Gabon story as well with my, with my colleague, Ravan Molina. We've been, you know, doing stories all around the world about sexual abuse in football. And really, um, you know, FIFA so far has been shown to not have procedures to, to deal with, uh, with, with this massive issue in our game. And it really is truly a global problem um, that is very, very concerning. Um, and, yeah, I've been following what's been going on in Zimbabwe quite closely. Uh, and I know that, uh, you know, they've uh, taken a very strong stand about this because, yeah, rightly so, it's something that's been happening. Uh, and, and it hasn't been investigated properly. Um, and, and I know that the referees involved in this, um, maybe delegations, some of them haven't even worked since they like this. And you know their careers have been have been ruined by by this experience. So you know it's, it's an awful situation to be in. Yeah, and then we've seen now FIFA has taken action against um, Russia. They did a U-turn after their initial um, statement on Sunday. Now they've banned Russia completely. Firstly, though, what's been European football's reaction to Russia's invasion of the Ukraine of Ukraine? Well, I think uh, in, uh, in terms of European football, uh, UEFA was, was a bit quicker than FIFA, I'd have to say, to, to react to it and, you know, and, and, and introduce, uh, or, well, introduce bans and suspensions. But eventually the two of them did get together uh, yesterday to, to suspend Russian teams from all competitions, including the World Cup and the Women's Euros, which are taking place in England this summer. Um, uh, but I think there's a lot of people felt that it, it, it took a bit too long because at first it seemed like they were going to be able to compete even though, you know, Poland's, um, their, their opponents in the playoff and Sweden and Czech Republic, who potentially their opponents in the playoff final, uh, all of them said that they wouldn't be playing against Russia if we used to play them. So, um, you know, it's a very, very difficult situation for, uh, football governing bodies and, and all other sporting governing bodies that, um, I think it's right that they're acting now. And and do you think FIFA was forced maybe by the by the football authorities in Europe to take a definite stance on Russia, having released that initial statement on Sunday to say they can play under the Football Union of Russia, but they can't use the flag or the national anthem, and then they did a U10 24 hours later? Yeah, I think I, I think it was a combination of that and also the IOC, who, you know, earlier in the day yesterday, announced that, uh, you know, Russian Russian athletes and Russian teams would be banned. And FIFA tends to, you know, follow other people's lead in these situations um, and, and not, you know, just for the first time, I think it was clear that it was, there was no way that they could carry on being in the situation. And uh, 
you know, plenty of other sporting bodies have followed suit since then, and uh, you know, we're expecting more and more announcements in the coming hours. And why would initially would they have been reluctant to to to, to suspend Russia? Why would they have been forced to take that decision? That's a good question, but obviously, I think there is quite a, there was quite a strong tie with them because you know we're talking about the, the last host of the World Cup, aren't we? You know, and um, and, and Vladimir Putin, you know, handed out the World Cup to to the winners, and you know, three and a half years ago, and Gianni Infantino was you know made, made quite a lot of the fact that he was you know had a good relationship with him. Um, so there's obviously you know that. that there was some good relationships between between FIFA and Russia, but I think, and you know, they're, they're pretty reluctant to step into a political situation. But you know, they had they, I think they had no choice in the end, really, given the gravity of the situation. And it seems that the war is, you know, uh, getting worse now, stepping things up. Before hours, um, things that you know, reports from from Ukraine are not are not great. So you're in a situation where that they have to be suspended. And and we, we saw a couple of days ago the Chelsea owner Abramovich stepping aside, saying his foundation will basically run the team now. What does this signify? Yeah, well, this is very interesting development. Uh, but I mean, the, the the commentary on this really is that it doesn't mean very much uh, in the legal sense when it comes down to it. But I think that the sense is that he's preparing to be sanctioned um, by the British government. Mm. Um, which could include, you know, could have included Chelsea. Uh, but this is an attempt to to try and, you know, uh, take Chelsea out his assets. Okay, uh, but there's there's lots of problems with this. As I mentioned, you know, I don't think it's got any legal basis. Um, and, and you know, uh, I don't know if you've heard over there, but Usmanov, the uh, the investor, shall we say, in Everton, who used to be at Arsenal, um, he's been sanctioned. Uh, in the last 24 hours as well. So this is really, you know, trying to hit some of the, the big businessmen in Russia. And, uh, you know, um, it's people from neighbouring countries, uh, they're trying to hit them hard. So, yeah, the Chelsea situation is definitely one to watch. And Thomas Tuchel was, was quite angry today about it. constantly being asked about it. And he said, you know, he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. So it's clearly, you know, the, the situation is escalating. And most of our listeners have been accusing FIFA of having double standards. Uh, they've, inter- they've, they've not taken a decision against Russia, but previously against other countries. I mean, Israel and Palestine was mentioned that they've never taken a decision. Do you agree with, with the accusations of double standards here? I do understand why people think that there are, but I think in this case, you've got to understand the scale of this uh, invasion, which, uh, you know, people are, lots and lots of people are dying. I know that that's the same in other conflicts around the world. In this case, I think it's it's really really shocking to see how how they're acting, um, and, and you know it's, it's a full scale offensive, something like you know I don't think many many places in the world have seen anything like this for you know since many 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 years. So it's really quite shocking what's going on at the moment. But how different is it from what's been happening around the world in other countries? Well, I think I think it is different in that it's it's much bigger scale. There's some really heavy stuff going on, you know, like the big, big war. And, like, you know, I don't know if you've seen the pictures tonight of the columns of Russian tanks which are on the road to Kiev, you know, 40, 40 kilometers long. I know that there's been big wars around the world since in, the, in recent years, but I don't think it's anything on this scale, to be honest. Um, 
but one thing to say that there, there is there is some some horrible stories coming out of the out of you know the refugee camps that are being created about the way that non-Europeans are being treated mm-hmm. at the borders, which is disgusting actually. I think and and um, you know that that is not helping uh, the Iranian side um, and and some of the neighbouring countries as well because yeah. it's a very hot issue you know from over the last few years that because those people are there you know. Okay, Ed, we're going to have to leave it there just because of time. But thanks again uh, for joining us and being able to speak to us here in South Africa. Ed Aaron's joining us all the way from the UK. Time completely out.